0: Hello, and welcome to Financial's Podcast Future Rich. I am your host, Barbara Ginty, and I'm also a CFP, which stands for a certified financial planner. And today I'm gonna to be doing a solo episode. So, first of all, happy Friday. We made it through the end of the week. We just wanted to come to you today and talk a little bit about what's going on in the news. Now, we did talk about this earlier in a previous episode, but I thought it was important to still talk about it because Uh, CNBC came out with an article today that said that Americans haven't been this worried about their bank deposits since the 2008 financial crisis. And according to the survey, they posted by Gallup, 50%, uh, almost 50% of people in the United States are really worried about the safety of their money. So we want to talk really briefly about this. But once again, it's just really important to understand the FDIC insurance, which is up to 250,000 by title and by per depositor right and there are several steps you can take to protect more than that by you know doing maybe a joint account or using a different institution but the FDIC was created back in 1933 so it's been around a long time and even though it's really scary that silicon valley bank had failed and most recently first republic They took the federal government took over and it was sold to JP Morgan, even though there's been a lot of issues and it is very unnerving and something that we really haven't seen since 2008. I do think that the FDC really did set a precedent with Silicon Valley Bank because they made their depositors, not their shareholders uh, or the debt holders, but the depositors, they did make them whole. So you just want to really make sure that you're within the limitations of the FDIC insurance so that you're that you're covered um we will definitely link to that to make sure that you fully understand like for instance the difference between an individual account versus a joint account and and how that how that works but i have been hearing also in my meetings besides reading the different news articles that people are still really nervous about it we talked to natasha earlier today and i said natasha what would you like me to talk about for this solo episode and she was like The banks, they're really starting to scare me. So if Natasha's scared, I figured probably a lot of people are scared. And so the FDIC FDIC insurance covers, you know, checking, savings, it can include money markets depending on it, and it's per depositor, per bank, for each type of ownership category. So there's various ownership categories, so that's another way to kind of up your insurance, or you can also make sure that you maybe you have a single account at one bank and then you do a joint account at a different bank, but there's ways to get more than $250,000 by just understanding the rules, the rules around it. And we're going to link so that you kind of have a clear idea about that. So I do think the one thing to really point out is the FDIC insurance is just for banks and just for basically deposit products, right? So like, as I said, checkings account, a savings account, um, a money market with that qualifies, there is not insurance, so we're very clear, because this has been a question that I've gotten a lot, there is not insurance on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETF, crypto, life insurance, annuities, that is not insured, right? So that is, you're going to have market risk with those sorts of investments, they are not insured The and the whole reason we have fdic insurance is before 2008 back in the day gosh i wish i remember the name of the movie there was a movie the movie is called this wonderful life and it's about a local savings and loan institution and there's a bank run and he kind of tried to talk everybody out of pulling their deposits right because the, the way the banks work is if you were, if everyone were to go in and ask for their money back on the same day, at the same time, the banks don't have it, right? The way the bank makes money is you make a deposit and then they loan that money out and they make a the difference. And so when we're talking about FDIC insurance, it's really for those deposit accounts to ensure you that if the bank fails, that you're made whole. But regular investments, so if we're talking about stocks, bonds mutual funds etfs those are not covered under fdic insurance just your regular checking savings depositing accounts so so hopefully that that makes sense the other type of insurance that if you have a brokerage account that's called cipic insurance so there's also insurance on that and cipic stands for the securities investor protection corporation and that prevents uh, well, it's supposed to make you whole, just like FDIC insurance makes you whole on a bank failure for your deposits within the limits. SIPC insurance protects against the loss of cat. It can be cash also, but also securities, so stocks and bonds that's held at a brokerage firm that were to go out of business. Just like a bank goes out of business, a brokerage account can go. Out- a brokerage firm can go out of business, and if a brokerage firm goes out of business, the SIPC insurance. Um, offers protection of up to $500,000, I believe it's per account, and uh, it's a limit of 250000 for cash in there. And so that's why you're protected. If you have a brokerage account, there's CIPIC insurance. Now, once again, I just wanna be very clear, this is not insure against the decline in value of any sort of investment, right? So when you invest, you take on that risk that it can go to zero. So for instance, if you were a stockholder in the Silicon Valley bank, and you bought it, and it went to zero, there's no insurance for that. That's the risk you take on being an investor. But the FDIC insurance is the banking insurance that as a depositor will make you whole as long as you're within the guidelines. And then we have CIPIC, which is insurance for a brokerage firm that is the holding company for your brokerage account. So if they go to business, there's also insurance for that. So, you know, but there is no insurance on investments. So that's the one thing I just really wanted to mention today, because that is something that we're really still seeing a lot. A lot of people are still really worried about the banking crisis, what's going on just because of the more recent uh, First Republic. So just once again, you just want to understand how the FDIC insurance works. I think it's also going to be educated on CIPIC as well. If you're going to know FDIC, know CIPIC. And also just realize that when you have investments, those are not insured. That you're taking the risk as either an equity holder or debt holder. Like that's the risk you're taking for the market return. Sometimes it goes to zero. Not often, but it can as you're taking on that risk. But there is FDIC for your banking and there's SIPC for your brokerage accounts. So there are those two different types of insurance. And you just want to make sure you're within the limits. So if you're over the limits, you just want to be aware of that and maybe move open an account at another institution or make a joint account or whatever you want to do, but just make sure you have that insurance. But I really think it would be very unfortunate. I had somebody that I'm friends with post a picture of their First Republic credit card. So It's really unfortunate if your bank goes out of business, but that's the reason there's insurance. Hopefully it doesn't happen to you or anyone you know, you just want to make sure you're within the insurance limits. So God forbid it does happen. You're going to be made whole. But I, I really hope that we're almost at the end of the the banking issues at this point. And then hopefully, maybe there'll be more oversight going forward. The other thing I thought was really interesting to talk about, because we're talking about people losing their money in banks. And then the other issue that a lot of people have been concerned about, this is another topic that was brought up to me, was how AI is going to be affecting jobs. Now, I've been super, personally, I've been super excited. I don't know if you've tried out chat GPT. I've tried it out. I think it's super interesting. I have tried it out like with client scenarios. And I will say, not super impressive in that arena. Usually recommends you speak with a financial advisor or a CPA. kind of thought maybe it would just like whip up a financial plan. It gives you some good guidelines, but it doesn't really do the whole thing for you at this point. Maybe it'll get better. But I do think that technology can be used, my opinion is technology can be used to improve jobs. Yes, will some jobs be made obsolete? Absolutely, I mean, EasyPass got rid of toll booth collectors, right? Like you don't, that was a big, that was a job and you don't see a lot of toll booth collectors these days. So yes, technology can eliminate jobs. It generally takes a long time for that technology to advance enough to eliminate all of the jobs. But yes, today, if you were graduating high school, I wouldn't be like, be a toll booth collector. That's going to be a great profession. It's not going to be, right? There's not enough of them. Up Where I live in upstate New York, there are none. They've all been replaced with technology. But that didn't happen overnight. It really was a progression. You could see the writing on the wall. So I think that you know this AI could absolutely get rid of certain job roles, but it could also be used to improve your function. In a certain role so uh business insider came out with a list of and i believe it was based on goldman research of the 10 jobs that they think are most likely to be affected by ai and so i'm sorry it was a uh, university of oxford study found that 47 percent of us jobs could be eliminated by ai over the next 20 years well 20 years is a long time and according to a more recent goldman Sachs study they found that the University of Oxford 2013 study was a bit inaccurate, but they think Goldman Sachs thinks it's going to be a significant disruption. So here are the jobs they listed. Okay, so they listed that one of the company or one of the job sectors is going to be most affected by AI is going to be tech jobs coders, computer programmers, software engineers, and data analysts. Probably, right, some of the stuff will be able to be automated. They also said media jobs, right, because there's a lot of writing involved in like for instance, chat GBT is really good at writing, you ask it to write you a, a thank you note or a letter or I don't know, a blurb, it can do that, which is really great. It also says legal and uh, industry jobs, so paralegals and legal assistants. There's a lot of forms and templated documents that are pretty standard for like every trust document, right? And so that maybe that can be automated. It also says market research analyst. That'll be interesting. It said teachers. I don't know how a teacher could be replaced by AI, but I think that AI could be used to improve the lives of teachers. I don't see how they could replace it. I can't imagine a child would prefer a technology feature versus an actual human being. But anyway, they listed that. They also put finance jobs, including financial analysts and financial advisors. So I'm a financial advisor. I actually think this is going to be super helpful. I'm hoping, I mean, I think our industry needs like more technology. So I think this will be helpful. I'm not really worried about AI taking my job at all. If anything, I think it'll help improve the efficiencies of our industry and make us better. It said traders. So it said it could upend jobs with wall street. Very possible. It said graphic designers. I don't know. I disagree with graphic designers. I think that's really hard. I don't know how, I could do that. So the accountants, I think that would be great. There's not that many accountants. I don't know how you feel, but I don't see enough young people or people post-college going into accounting. So I think accounting needs all the help they can get. So if they can use AI to help with accounting, I think that's great. Customer service agents, I feel like we all know this, but I feel like customer service is also using a lot of AI as it is. I feel like I always talk to a robot online, so I could totally see that. But my long and short, those are the 10 jobs sectors that they think between those two studies, the uh, University of Oxford and Golden Sachs, being the more recent one and University of Oxford being the older one, those are the 10 areas that they think are going to be the most affected by AI technology in those industries. Look, I think that tech, I don't, I really see the value of human beings. I really believe in it. And I think that technology can help improve us. Will it get rid of certain roles? Absolutely. But maybe other roles will come to fruition. Now that we have the technology, there's going to need to be a different role that we hadn't thought of, but it's going to get rid of one. So I don't see it as much of a threat. So maybe I'll be wrong. Like the great thing about a podcast is we can go back and I can find out if I'm right or wrong in the future. I think it's going to change the environment that we work in. But I think that technology can be used to improve efficiencies um, and economies of scale. And I think that'll be a good thing. Will there be some job reduction? Absolutely. Will it completely eliminate every single one of those industries that I talked about? I would be completely shocked if it did. But anyway, we just wanted to keep this short and sweet. So I wanted to talk to you about, you know, we're obviously still having some major banking issues. You just want to be very wary um, and understand how FDIC insurance works. I think it's important to also realize that there's CIPIC insurance and those are for your brokerage accounts and that there is no insurance on investment products. You as the investor take on the risk of being an investor when you invest in certain products that can go to zero. We haven't seen it, but it can happen. So you should be wary of all risks associated with investments such as mutual funds, stocks, bonds, ETFs, annuities, they all have risks. But there is FDIC insurance on banking deposit products and there is civic insurance for brokerage firms. And then just a little sidebar about AI was another question we got asked. Overall, do I think it's going to eliminate all of those industries? No. Do I think it will eliminate certain specific roles? Probably. Do I think it will improve other areas? Absolutely. Let us know if you've tried ChatGPT. I'd be super curious if you have. And if you have any other questions on uh, the banking regulation and the insurance or the brokerage regulation and that insurance, just shoot us a DM. I'd be happy uh, to chat with you more about it. And for our most up to date information, you can follow us on Instagram, which is Future Rich Podcast. And stay tuned for next week. We have a really exciting episode. I think you guys will really love it. Okay, bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.